1: pure talk my sponsor and my wireless company is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries as you plan your summer travel make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash jesse to make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash jesse. Elite communists versus street communists, they do work together, and it gets ugly sometimes. We'll talk about that. Senator Marsha Blackburn is joining us. The Army is downsizing. All that, so much more coming up tonight on i um Right. <music> let's have a talk about what we see out there. And let's have a talk first about the two different divisions of communism. We've had this talk before, but let's have it again and again and again because once you understand how these people operate, how things actually work, every day you'll wake up and you'll see a story and you'll understand it so much better. It's like when you're trying to learn communists and how they think, remember, they're different than you, totally different than you. They don't have any moral similarities to you at all. These human beings are as different from you as a a grizzly bear is from a fish. So you're essentially, I'm essentially, we're always learning, we're learning a new language when we learn how they think. And what that does is every day when there's a new headline, we will be able to interpret it the correct way once we understand the language of the communist. right? So let's talk about this again. There are two different kinds of communists, two different divisions, if you will. This is not unique to America. It has always been this way forever. Cambodia, Soviet Union, China, for, it's always been this way. Two different divisions. There are elite communist scum, and there are street communist scum. And they, they're different. They're definitely different. They do work together to help each other, but they are different. And so first, let's describe the elites, who they are, what they believe. These are the politicians, your Democrat politicians your mega-donors, your George Soros, Mark Zuckerberg types, your far-lefty CEOs, these are the elite communist scum. These are the people who really hold power in society. These are the people who control the military, the FBI. Billions here, billions there, billions... These are the kings who sit around the table of the proverbial central committee and decide the direction society is going to go. Now... There's a couple things about the elites. They're not true believers, keep in mind. When you look at the street animals, we get to the street communist scum in a moment, you see them gluing themselves to the highway or setting themselves on fire. We'll get to that in a moment. You think, oh my gosh, that dude, yeah, he's a nutball. Man, he believes, right? You're never going to see John Kerry setting himself on fire for climate change. He's too busy in a private jet. Why? He doesn't actually believe. But he understands he has to pretend to believe, as an elite, he has to pretend to care in order to get the streets to follow him, follow orders, and give him power. Now, that's bad about the elites when it comes to the communist cause, that they don't really believe. But when it comes to the cause, here's what they do do, and this is very, very important. They do two things. They issue de facto marching orders to the street communist scum. Hey, we need you to uh, kill, maim, rape, vandalize, murder. And the street communist scum will follow those orders. And the elites provide protection, legal protection for street communists in this nation. How many years? How many years? Forget, it, I mean, we don't even have to just focus on the Trump era. Let's go back years and years and years. How many years have you watched? exclusively left-wing groups pillage this nation when they take to the streets. No serious law enforcement crackdown on that? Why do you think that is? Because the elites provide legal protection for the streets. Now let's get to the street communist scum. They actually don't have any power outside of you know physical power they can mob up and shoot you in the face and they're happy to do that of course they'll they'll kill and they'll rape and they'll vandalize and they'll murder and things like that but they don't have any real legal power no real money either their power comes from the protection the elites give them and the streets are there to do the dirty work that's why they're there the streets are there to do the dirty work and we're going to get to some of that dirty work here in a second That's why you will hear the elites give those marching orders. It's uh, Chuck Schumer standing up. He's a great example of it. We'll get to other examples here in a moment. Standing up, giving a speech, threatening the Supreme Court justices he doesn't like. Remember what he said? He went on camera and said, you will reap the rule with the whirlwind. Whoa. Chuck Schumer understands that his base, the street communist base, he understands there's a bunch of psycho, drugged out, murderous pieces of trash in there who will act on that. That's why he did it. And he, after he gave that speech, an assassin flew from California with a gun to assassinate Brett Kavanaugh, came that close to succeeding. Orders were issued, orders were followed. Elites give the orders, streets follow the orders. You saw a great example of this recently, a horrible example, not great example, horrible example. An airman, 25 year old kid, 25 year old kid, Gets into the Air Force because we don't screen out communists anymore. He's, of course, a lifelong queer activist. You name it, you go down the list. He's been a communist street animal for a very long time. He's been a street communist scumbag for a very long time. Well, he finds his way into uniform, he goes and he stands in front of the Israeli embassy in Washington, D.C. Do not watch the video. You're not going to enjoy it. I'm sorry I saw it. Pours flammable liquid all over himself. I don't mean a little dab And lights himself on fire on fire and stands there the entire time actually stood until he died stands there the entire time burning to death chanting free palestine now why well he talks about in the video how there's a genocide happening in gaza now i really don't give a crap about what you think about israel or gaza or anything like that it's not a genocide That term is completely overused. They're very rare, are genocides. But he believes there's a genocide. And he's complicit in it. And he has to do something. Now, how could a twisted up street communist like this ever feel motivated to go do something so drastic, so horrible? Well, the elites told him to.
2: Mr. President, the American people are not with you on this one. We will remember... In 2024,
1: he was told to well, look. It wasn't just Rashida Tlaib. It's been all over the place. AOC. I mean, how could how could this young man feel that by wearing a military uniform of, of, of America that he's complicit in a genocide? Well, that's what the elites told him.
2: The fact that this word is even in our discourse, I think, demonstrates the mass inhumanity that Gazans are facing. And so whether you are an individual that believes this is a genocide, which, by the way, in our polling, we are seeing large amounts of Americans concerned specifically with that word. So I don't think that it is something to completely uh, toss someone out of our public discourse uh, for using.
1: The streets... They heard him. They heard loud and clear and the streets went and acted. And look, it's not as if this guy is the first to do this. And I'm very sad to say he won't be the last. Remember that guy in Colorado? It was over Earth Day. This was back in 2022. Guy went and set himself on fire in front of the Colorado Supreme Court. Why? How could you, how could you, no matter what you feel, about climate change, Uh, no matter what you feel about it. Maybe you're a believer in man-made climate change. Maybe you are. But no matter what you feel about it, what in the world would prompt you to take such a drastic step that you would light yourself on fire? How could a street communist even, how could they get that crazy? Well, maybe he was listening when Jane Goodall spoke.
2: We cannot hide away from human population growth because, you know, it underlies so many of the other problems. All these things we talk about wouldn't be a problem if there there was the size of population that there was 500 years ago.
1: Yeah. Did you see the latest and worst out of Alabama? We're not gonna get into this IVF law or that other stuff just because we don't have time. And I just had an explosive device detonated in Alabama. Attacks on churches have doubled last year, doubled. Attacks on pro-life centers going through the roof, firebombings, assaults, vandalism. Why is all this stuff going on? Why are the communist street animals conducting themselves this way? Well, they're conducting themselves this way because Roe versus Wade got overturned and all the elite communist scum told them it was the end of the world and women were going to die. And they're conducting themselves this way. Remember, the elites do have a job to do. They're conducting themselves this way because they understand they'll be given as much legal protection as humanly possible when they act like the street animals they are. Remember Merrick Garland when he was questioned very point blank? Hey, Merrick. Could you explain why you don't seem to be rounding up the people who are firebombing churches and pro-life centers? Do you remember his answer? Those who are
2: attacking the pregnancy resources centers, uh, which is a, a horrid thing to do, are doing this at night um, in the dark.
1: Well, we couldn't do that. <laughs> how, could we, how could we round up these guys, man? It was dark. I mean, there wasn't even, there wasn't even a full moon? And it was dark, so I guess they're just going to get away with it. Obviously, a laughably ridiculous answer, but you know exactly why he gave the answer. Merrick Garland knows he's an elite communist scum, and he understands as part of his duty as a communist scumbag attorney general of America, part of his duty is not just to prosecute his enemies, to protect his friends. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I am right. And we're actually going to dig into this IVF law out of Alabama with Sean Carney next. Before we get to that, let's get to this. The elites, sadly, they understand that they're going to be okay once they burn down the financial system. Oh, they have enough investments here and properties there. They'll be fine. What does it mean for you? Oh, well, our lives are over. But, you know, they'll be fine. And we only have one thing we can do to protect ourselves from these people. We have to acquire hard assets they don't have the ability to destroy the value of. It doesn't matter what Chuck Schumer does, Joe Biden does, Nancy Pelosi, it doesn't matter what they do, they cannot make gold lose all of its value. They can't make silver lose all of its value. These precious metals have stood the test of time. They were around a long time before the modern Democrat Party, and they'll be around a long time after America's gone. Oxford Gold Group will mail it to your front door. Gold coins, silver coins, get something in your hands to make sure these people can't burn everything we love. Call 833-995-GOLD. You might qualify for even free gold right now. 833-995-GOLD. We'll be back. Now for an exclusive 10% discount. That's B-Y-R-N-A dot com slash
3: Jesse. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year. Equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. You've heard me
1: say it, dog food is dead food. Truth is, naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black created Rough Greens because of his love and concern for dogs. By the way, he's an amazing man. A former Airborne Ranger, Green Beret, and helicopter pilot, but now Dr. Black has a new mission to help us do what's best for our furry family members. I am so glad he created Rough Greens to help dogs who suffer from itching, scratching, bad breath, digestive and elimination problems, and low energy. Rough Greens is packed with vitamins, minerals, digestive enzymes, probiotics, omega oils, and antioxidants. Your dog really will feel better and live longer. Fred is certainly proof of that, and Dr. Black wants to prove it to you with a free Jumpstart trial bag so your dog can try it. Just cover the shipping. You don't even have to change your dog's food. Just sprinkle on a scoop of Rough Greens. Go to roughgreens.com slash Jesse for your free jumpstart trial bag. That's roughgreens.com slash Jesse or call 833-33-MY-DOG.
4: The United States has a population of north of 327 million people. Why do we need more kids why does the state of Alabama need more kids more kids for what there was a time when the state of Alabama absolutely needed more kids because you know Alabama was a slave state and the mandate of the planter class in Alabama was for black women to produce more kids because those kids were property and they could work more kids and make more money on their plantations are you saying the state of Alabama needs more kids because you think that those populations will include people who are maybe destitute and desperate enough? If you kick out the immigrants like a lot of y'all want to do and you could make them do the work that the migrants are doing now, because that kind of sounds slavery-ish. That's just so sad.
1: We can set aside Joy Ann Reed's single digit IQ. I'm not even talking about that. It's so sad how people talk about life and babies today, how it's just become part of our language in this country, that they're just such a burden. Why would you even want more? Because life is beautiful. It's wonderful. It's a good thing. Joining me now, Sean Carney, CEO and president of 40 Days for Life. Okay, Sean, we'll set aside that moron. Tell me about, before we get to the controversy over at the IVF, alabama law a lot of people from around the country they read headlines they don't even understand what they're looking at what what's the story break it all down for us
4: yeah basically the the state of alabama uh with their abortion ban is being consistent and they're protecting all life and the way their law was written their supreme court interpreted uh that as protecting uh frozen embryos uh as we know we're all human embryos uh at one point post-conception. And so if we're protecting life all the way back to conception, it would be basic biological common sense that we would protect these embryos. It's very consistent with what Alabama has done on the pro-life front.
1: Okay. So what is this IVF profit or profit process? Then I understand a lot of people try or couples are trying to use this. They can't have kids. Do I have that right? What is the process here?
4: Yeah, it's a, it's a well-intentioned business. People want children, uh, but it's a shady business. It's highly unregulated, and what happens when, you, when you're infertile and you go to an IVF clinic is they create five or six uh, embryos, and then they take two, hoping that one of those survives, and they either discard the others or they're frozen. Um, and so it's eugenics uh, in, in a nutshell. And this issue, what Alabama is doing is really shining a light on an industry that makes a lot of money uh, with very few regulations. And so I think it's great. I think that if states like California and New York are going to do abortions at 40 weeks, if they're going to not give medical care to a baby who survives an abortion, uh, then states like Alabama can protect life from its most, most vulnerable state. And that would be from the moment of conception.
1: Is there a way to do this without destroying life? I, I, I'm not as familiar with the process as you are. Can we do this? Can we help couples have a baby without destroying lives?
4: They they haven't been doing that. So I, I don't know, but I know that the process that they use and, and to get a success rate, you have to create multiple embryos. It's actually, frankly, Jesse, one of the reasons why a lot of people don't do IVF. Um, they learn about the process. Yes, they want a baby. Um, but they're not doing all this and and you know putting uh, putting their baby in a lab and then and then inserting him or her um, they usually the ones that we have worked with end up going for adoption um, because it's a big deterrent to think about some child you conceived outside of the natural means being in a freezer somewhere.
1: Oof. Okay, let's focus on the Democrat messaging of all this This is, Senator, uh, Senator, Secretary, Sarah becerra from yesterday.
0: There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of confusion. Now you don't need to add the politics to add fear, confusion, and perhaps prosecution to that makes for someone who simply wants to have a family. Uh, but that's where we are. And that's what happens when you finally connect the dots between the Dobbs decision and Roe versus Wade. Many of us have said this before. This isn't just about abortion. This is about access to health care. And there are millions of families out there who want to start having their children. And they thought they'd be able to use in vitro fertilization. We're now beginning to wonder, why am, why am I in the same trap that a woman who's looking for uh, abortion care services or contraception is now facing?
4: Sean, please respond to that. Yeah, so we're all over the place. So we want abortion access so that we can uh, discard the baby, dismember the baby, and at the same time, we want to create babies, uh, take some, and leave the rest in a freezer all in the name of supporting life. It's the epitome of, of inconsistency. And when he says, well, they want, a, they, want, they want a family, they want those members of the family, the frozen embryos aren't members of the family. They are, in fact, left behind. And this, this law, the reason it's so great, it just highlights the many questions around IVF. Um, that if you raise them, all of a sudden you're trying to deny somebody uh, a baby. But they will not discuss. We have 600,000 frozen embryos in this country, and no one wants to talk about that. Are they legally protected? Can we grow them? Can we grow them out? Can we thaw them out? What do we do with them? You know, it's it's a very shady industry, and this isn't about health care at all. This is, like abortion, an alternative uh, process.
1: The stories out about churches being attacked are not surprising, but pretty disheartening for the direction we're going in this country. Sean, I'm sure you've seen attacks have doubled in just the last year. We know about the attacks on pro-life centers, the street communists who hate Christianity, who hate life. It's high times for these people right now, isn't it?
4: I think it is, and, and sadly, to state the obvious, we can throw Uh, our Jewish brothers and sisters in there as well. There is a deep hatred of religion in our country. Uh, It's a hatred of God, ultimately. That's the only thing that explains it. Uh, But the open attacks on Christian churches, the open uh, uh, anti-Semitism and just hatred of Jews, stuff we saw in Germany in the 1930s. We used to to scoff at that, say never again. At least we're not them. And now we see Jewish kids being bullied in school Uh, We see it completely acceptable uh, to hate Jews, uh, to hate Christians. And I think it's a wake up call uh, for a lot of people. Uh, We see the abortion industry, you know, getting in bed with Satan and actively promoting Satan. Typically, he's been the bad guy in our country. Uh, but not anymore. And and I think it's it's very discouraging to people, but it is waking up a lot of religious people. And it is the story of the gospel. Christians don't do well when everyone accepts us. And so the persecution always leads to a greater faith.
1: Yeah. Are we how are we doing in that realm, Sean? It can be disheartening. I know I rant and rave about it all the time like an idiot here on TV about the softness of America's church, how America's church will not engage with these little communists the way they should. They're apathetic. They sit it out or half the time they're co-opted by it. But are we improving? Or are we still going
4: downhill? I think we're improving. I mean, a soft faith is one that doesn't last. And so those those, you know, uh, if you're going to have uh, churches that don't speak out, if you're going to have denominations that don't want to get involved in what's actually going on in our culture, whether it be transgender stuff, whether it be uh, abortion, whether it, it just be people who are unhappy, who are, who are living joyless lives, you know, and, and need to be evangelized. If, if you have churches checking out, then they're just removing themselves. Uh, but the ones who are engaged um, in the fight uh, our faith gets stronger. It's very much like the early church. I mean, it was a very dangerous, pagan, hostile world. And yet the church spread uh, so much in its first 300 years before Constantine legalized Christianity. And and I think that we're seeing that. It's not an underground church. Uh, it's very mainstream to be Christian. Um, but what that means and what it means in your daily life can have a tremendous impact. And if you're just going to cash it in and and you don't care and you're apathetic, Uh, you're going to have no impact no matter what you believe. Sean, I appreciate you, my man. Come back soon. All right. Senator
1: Marsha Blackburn is going to join us next. Why is Joe Biden down on the border? Are we going to shut down the government? Let's talk to the senator about that before we talk to her. Let's, Let's do this. Let's get you out of that timeshare. I don't like that you're stuck in your timeshare. In fact... You're not stuck in your timeshare. The only reason you're still paying those annual fees is because you haven't made a phone call. Think about this every time you pay those annual fees for the timeshare you don't use, that you want out of, the annual fees that have doubled, before you get mad, make a phone call. Make a phone call. Lone Star Transfer will legally and permanently get you out. Or I shouldn't say will, they're 99% successful, a family business. Your one phone call from freedom, so make the freaking phone call. They're wonderful to work with. All right, 844-310-2646. Let Lone Star Transfer set you free. We'll be back. Visit Burna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. That's B-Y-R-N-A dot com slash Jesse. You've heard me say it, dog food is dead food. Truth is, naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black created Rough Greens because of his love and concern for dogs. By the way, he's an amazing man. A former Airborne Ranger, Green Beret, and helicopter pilot, but now Dr. Black has a new mission to help us do what's best for our furry family members. I am so glad he created Rough Greens to help dogs who suffer from itching, scratching, bad breath, digestive and elimination problems and low energy. Rough Greens is packed with vitamins, minerals, digestive enzymes, probiotics, omega oils and antioxidants. Your dog really will feel better and live longer. Fred is certainly proof of that and Dr. Black wants to prove it to you with a free Jumpstart trial bag so your dog can try it. Just cover the shipping. You don't even have to check Change your dog's food. Just sprinkle on a scoop of Rough Greens. Go to RoughGreens.com slash Jesse for your free jumpstart trial bag. That's RoughGreens.com slash Jesse or call 833-33 MyDog. I keep hearing that a lot of people are still on the fence about owning gold and silver. Planning to go Thursday. What I didn't know is my
4: good friend apparently is
1: gone. Oh, that sounds like he's all over it, and I personally am excited about it. Uh, Joining me now, Senator from the great state of Tennessee, Senator Marsha Blackburn. Senator, this is pretty exciting stuff. Joe Biden is all over this border situation. It is a little late in the year, Senator. I don't know if my watch is off, but I'm glad he's all over this thing.
2: Yes, and he has been telling us the border's secure. Mayorkas, the border is secure. Kamala Harris, the borders are. The border is secure. And now all of a sudden, because the American people are screaming over this issue, it is issue number one, he's decided to go see about the border. And, of course, now it is all the Republicans' fault. That's what he is trying to say. And we all know this open border is Joe Biden's border policy. In his first 100 days, he took 94 executive actions, memos, and orders to weaken immigration law, to make it easier, to make illegal entry legal, and to open up that border. And the American people are saying, Tennesseans are saying, we need to protect our country. We need to protect our, co- our communities. Drugs are in every community, human trafficking, sex trafficking. You have crime that is on the rise, much of it by gangs that are linked to groups that are coming across the southern border.
1: Senator, I'm glad you actually touched on this last part. I'm glad you talk about this. I was uh, doing a little bit of reading yesterday about Venezuela and how their violent crime problem has dropped dramatically in the last few years. And when you dig into the numbers, you find out they managed to push all their gangs out of their country and into ours. All that violent filth from Venezuela is now in Tennessee.
2: They have cleared the jails is what we understand. And their criminals have been given passage into Mexico and the southern border and then they're being pushed into the United States, and Jesse, isn't it so interesting that when they do find a criminal illegal alien and try to send them back to Venezuela, Venezuela will not take them. So there you have it, and they're exporting their problems and their issues, and we know Cuba. Uh, we're hearing Cuba has done this. We're hearing Venezuela has done this, as well as other countries.
1: Senator, that sounds sounds like what Castro did to us back in the day. Uh, Senator, it's getting back to this illegal immigration stuff and holding our people yeah. accountable, because we did this to ourselves, the president, Mayorcas, we did this. Mayorcas is now impeached in the House, as you well know. And now there are all kinds of rumors flying that the Senate is simply Not gonna have a trial. I Didn't even know that was a thing that could happen. Is that a thing that's gonna happen?
2: We understand that Chuck Schumer is trying to find a workaround because he does not want to have this trial. He does not want to have his senators that are in red states, like Ohio, like Montana. He does not want them to be voting on this issue. But Jesse, here is what we do know. Under President Donald Trump, we had a secured border, and you saw a drop in illegal crossings. You didn't have these hundreds of terrorists coming to the border. You didn't have tens of thousands of people from countries of interest. And that border was under control, and our border patrol was supported. This is why President Donald Trump is being welcomed back to the border. And I think it's probably why Joe Biden has decided now he's going to go down there and see what this is about. Can you imagine? He has been in public service for 50 years and has never been out on patrol with the Border Patrol. He's never been down there actually on the border to see what the issue is all about.
1: All right, let's talk about this government shutdown CR thing. Senator, I I just can't get over how criminal it is that the fiscal cliff we're heading towards is coming, and everyone knows it's coming. Republicans know it's coming. Democrats know it's coming. And no one wants to cut a dime. That's not fair. We're never cutting a dime. We don't cut any money at all. We just talk again how we don't. We brag about it. Chuck Schumer bragged about it last time, how we didn't cut a nickel. It's uncanny to me how crazy these people are.
2: And we're $34 trillion in debt, and we're mortgaging the future of our children and our grandchildren. I worry about this every day as a mom and a grandmom. I worry about the effect on my children and grandchildren from some of these policies and this ramped-up spending that we got through COVID that now uh, this administration considers to be normal. And, of course, we have to start cutting what we spend. Every year, I found three bills calling for one, two, or 5% across the board spending cuts. I also have legislation that would freeze spending and freeze federal hiring and freeze federal salaries so we can start to reduce the size of not only the budget, but the federal workforce. It is time for us to skinny up these agencies it is time for us to use technology and it is time for us to be smart about how we deliver government services.
1: Senator, c- can you tell me how that 1%? We're not even going to focus on the 5% one, which I love, by the way, but how's the yeah. 1% one received? In your own caucus, how is there not universal GOP acceptance of something as tiny as one percent—a tiny improvement? What do they? What do they tell you when you bring this yeah, forward?
2: A penny out of a dollar, you know. Let's and it would be a penny out of a dollar uh, for everything except your military and your veterans services, the security services. But all of these agencies, go find a penny out of a dollar for how you're running that agency and make certain that you're you're saving that money for future generations. And it wouldn't touch your Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, but all these other departments, Jesse, they can find a penny out of a dollar. They can find a way to run the Department of Ag and Commerce and the courts and all these different areas more efficiently and save that money. And they could find a way to get the job done if you freeze federal hiring. They could find the way to get the job done if you freeze federal salaries. The point is government has gotten too big and too expensive for the taxpayer to afford. And the taxpayer is saying, we are way overbought on the bureaucracy that we have. And we are way overtaxed, and we want to make certain we keep more money in our pockets and not send it to the federal government to waste.
1: Senator, are we going to shut the government down? Is that coming? I know there was a big meeting today. Everyone's talking about a partial shutdown. What's the latest and greatest on this?
2: Yeah, you know, Jesse, I don't think they'll shut it down. I think they'll find a workaround. No one wants the government to shut down. Shutdowns are expensive because employees basically get paid vacation and then they get their money back when the government opens back up. What we wanna do is see a smart approach to keeping the government open and beginning to exercise some government reform. And my hope is with a President Donald Trump back in office that this will be a priority. Take some of that power away from the bureaucracy, and make certain that Congress is exercising their Article One authority and that they're doing it in a timely manner and doing it in a way that is respectful to the American taxpayer.
1: Senator, appreciate you so much. All right. Army cut 24,000 positions. Recruiting is so bad, 24,000 positions gone. Talk about the why next. We have a couple military matters we need to discuss first, and these are important matters first and foremost. Helicopter crash in Mississippi last week, Mississippi helicopter crash, I guess I should call it. And we lost a couple, we lost a couple more. Chief Warrant Officer Brian Andrew Zemek. Chief Warrant Officer Derek Joshua Abbott, we lost them. They died in training, and we honor their sacrifice a great deal on the show, and friggin' heartbreaking. Now, let's move past that and discuss what's happening right now within the United States military. Visit Burna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. That's B-Y-R-N-A dot com slash Jesse. I'm not ashamed of saying I love my dog. I do. And I definitely want him to be as healthy as possible. And that's why I get so excited about Rough Greens. I now have a real appreciation for the passion that Rough Greens creator, naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black has for dogs and their good health. Dr. Black knows nutrition is critical for dogs, and that's why he created rough greens with all the needed vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega oils, digestive enzymes, antioxidants, bad breath, odor, poor digestions, achy joints, low energy. All those can be dealt with when you actually give your dog nutrition. Right now, Dr. Black and his dogs are offering a free Jumpstart trial bag so your dog can try it. You don't need to change your dog's food. Just add a scoop of Rough Greens to it. A free Jumpstart trial bag can be at your door in just a few days. Go to roughgreens.com slash jesse or call 833-33-MY-DOG. That's roughgreens.com slash jesse. I keep hearing that a lot of people are still on the fence about owning gold and silver. And you should understand a lot of what I'm going to say. I'm going to say because I have an unbelievable number of sources inside of the United States military. That's just because I was in the Marines, still have friends who are in, just got out. I just, that, that community, I'm still part of it. And so I have a lot, of, a lot of ears on the ground, if you will. The big news out of the day today is the United States Army is cutting its force by 5%. 24,000 jobs slashed. Now, let me say this right off the bat. If that was the total story, that's actually probably a good thing because everything in the United States of America, in order to avoid the financial crisis, everything has to be slashed right now, including the military. We spend way too much on every single thing. There can be no sacred cows, to save our, our way of life, we have to start slashing the budget. So if that was the only story today, I would sit back and I'd say, okay. I'm not thrilled about it, but I understand it, and it's for the best. Right? I would. It's a necessary cut. That's what I would say. But that's not the real story. The story is they're cutting 24,000 jobs out of the United States Army because they don't have anyone to fill those jobs. Recruiting is so bad it's gotten abysmal under Joe Biden that they simply had to slash the jobs because there's no one there to fill the jobs. Now, let's have a long talk about the why. Because this is actually a more complicated answer than people give it credit for. A lot of it's stuff you already know, some of it's stuff you may not. Let's deal with the stuff you may not know right now, depending on your involvement in the military first. Why can't they recruit anymore? Why are they having a difficult time recruiting so much now? Part of it is the population, meaning the young people of America. I'm not insulting young people of America, but they have gotten physically weaker as we've gotten to be more of a social society, you know, everyone on their phones all the time. I'm not doing the old fuddy-duddy thing. We're less physical than we were before. Young men and women for every other generation, prior to this one, every other generation who's ever lived have had to be physically active to play, to entertain themselves, that they've had to be more physically active. This day and age, that's not the case. I'll I'll give you an example of this. I was uh, reading a book yesterday about the Marine Raiders in the U.S. Pacific War portion of World War II. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to go into the details of it. But it was going over the, a list of the men who had fought in the unit or were getting, ready to, getting recruited to fight with the Raiders. And one thing that just killed me, it just murdered me, was virtually every single one of them, he, was. he played football, he boxed. He, he was a baseball player. He was the guys who didn't do that. He was a farmer. Uh, he was an outdoorsman, grew up hunting with his dad. It was physical, 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 physical lives out of every single one of them. I remember a story from a few years back out of the Army that they were having to take extra time in training. Why? Because no one knew how to throw a grenade. Now, I've thrown grenades plenty of times. I'm here to tell you there's not some special technique you pull the pin on it. No, you don't use your teeth. That's just in the movies. You'll rip your teeth out. You pull the pin on it, and you reach your hand back, and you chuck it. Well, so many of these recruits didn't play sports like baseball or football, and they don't know how to throw. They were having to take extra time teaching them how to throw anything, let alone a grenade. When I was going through, we didn't have to have special classes on how to throw. Everyone knew how to throw something. You didn't have to be a sports star. I certainly wasn't. So there's that. A lot of American young men and women today are on anti-anxiety medication and ADHD stuff. And the military has this big screening program where if you're on those things, not qualified, sorry, you're gone. That's another part of it. Now, those are the two parts of it you probably don't know. Now let's get to the parts you do and this is the real problem. We like to be all inclusive in this country and very accepting and things like that. But we do that way, way, way too much. The truth is almost always exclusive in some way and it's almost always offensive in some way. Here's the truth people of every color, of every religion, of every walk of life have served honorably in the United States military. They've won medals of honor. They've won our wars for us, charged that machine gun nest, died on the battlefield, and I would never say otherwise. But the truth is many of the lions who have fought for this country, guys who do ridiculous things, many of them share two traits. A they come from military families of some kind, and or B, and it's oftentimes both, they come from rural America. It's not that New York City or Chicago haven't sent warriors. I'm not saying that, but most of our lions come from military families and or they come from rural America. Well, here's the problem. A traditional military family believes in accountability. Big time, accountability. When they look right now about sending their, their boy off to war in this military, what they don't see at all is accountability from the top. They understand that their son or daughter will be held accountable for anything wrong. They do. But they understand there will be no accountability whatsoever at the top. Nobody ever resigns. Nobody ever gets fired. Nobody ever does anything when it comes to the brass. Don't get wrong. The people on the ground... They, they are accountable, but the people on the top don't even feel like admitting when they've screwed something up. Remember when Lloyd Austin was asked about leaving Afghanistan? And remember, the way we left Afghanistan killed 13 of our guys. The, they didn't have to die. It was the way we left that killed them. The Secretary of Defense was asked about it, and this is what he said.
3: Do you have regrets of, about their withdrawal or how the withdrawal occurred from Afghanistan that cost the lives of 13 of our service members? I, I don't have any regrets.
1: Traditional military families hear that and they say, you know what, son? No. And traditional military families and rural families, they do not want to fight for a gay military. They don't. For a DEI military. They will not send their sons off to fight for a military where their sons will be mistreated and passed over because they're men or because they're white. They do not want their sons or daughters to go into a military where they will sit in an auditorium all day long long and learn about their preferred pronouns. They simply will go do something else. And the communist scum who runs this country can yell and scream about that all they want. But young men, young rural boys have been fighting for this country since this country's inception. And young men fight for the United States military because they want a sense of adventure. They want to see what they're made of, test their mettle, improve themselves. They want to fight alongside brothers in arms. They want to believe they're fighting for what's right, for freedom, for what's good. They do not want to fight for the US of gay, and they won't, period, end of story. We know where the recruiting shortfalls are. We're starting to see article after article after article now that the numbers are coming out. And the truth is it's working class white Americans who have made up the bulk of the United States military for a long time, and now they're gone. That's where the shortfall is. They're not joining from Red America. The rural Americans from Red America who've been winning your wars for a long time, they're not going to do it anymore. And I want to remind everybody as we wrap this up, so I know we have a bunch of other stuff to get to, that the American communists, the people who run this country, not just the politicians, our military leaders, they're almost all communist scum now, Our military colleges, Annapolis, and otherwise you don't even want to know what goes on on our supposedly hallowed ground now. These campuses have all been taken over and the communist scum do not view China or Russia as the height of all evil and as the true enemies of the state. If you were to take our national security apparatus, the people who run this country and sit them down and hook them up to lie detector tests and ask them questions, you would find out that they have a different enemy in mind when they think about the true danger to America, they think about the true danger to America as you. The traditional, normal, right-leaning American citizen is thought of by the people who run this country and this military as the height of all evil, and that's why they're building a different military, not destroying it, building a different one. I had someone ask me this morning as I wrap this up here, I was playing some ad, some army ad they were playing about some girl bragging about her two moms and her commie activism, and now she's in the army. It was an official army ad, and I had someone ask, why would they want to do this? Because how does this help us defeat Russia? These people aren't interested in defeating Russia. They only ever talk about Russia because they've attached Trump to Russia, and they want to defeat him. These people lay awake at night, and they think about defeating you. Uh, that may also have made you uncomfortable, but I am right. We're going to lighten the mood in a moment. You want to become a First TV supporter? Have access to all of our specials. We have so many good specials, including history specials. Go to thefirsttv.com slash support. All right? We'll be back. Now for an exclusive 10% discount. That's B-Y-R-N-A dot com slash Jesse. I'm not ashamed of saying I love my dog. I do. And I definitely want him to be as healthy as possible. And that's why I get so excited about Rough Greens. I now have a real appreciation for the passion that Rough Greens creator, naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black has for dogs and their good health. Dr. Black knows nutrition is critical for dogs, and that's why he created rough greens with all the needed vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega oils, digestive enzymes, antioxidants, bad breath, odor, poor digestions, achy joints, low energy, all those can be dealt with when you actually give your dog nutrition. Right now, Dr. Black and his dogs are offering a free Jumpstart trial bag so your dog can try it. You don't need to change your dog's food. Just add a scoop of Rough Greens to it. A free Jumpstart trial bag can be at your door in just a few days. Go to roughgreens.com slash jesse or call 833 my dog That's roughgreens.com slash jesse. I keep hearing that a lot of people are still on the fence about owning gold and silver. Have we already forgotten about the bank closures, inflation, global instability, World War 3 that sadly may be coming? Look And have you ever heard the saying, that'll go over like a fart in church? I've heard that saying before. And I'll be honest with you, I've used that saying before. Why? Because it makes me laugh. And it makes me laugh because you think about how uncomfortable it would be. You know, you're sitting there, you're, you're worshiping Jesus, and it's, it's quiet, and people are just being in the moment, and then someone farts. And that's why these videos, every single time we play them are so funny.